Hey, 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 world, it's me, Tamara Brown. Who am I? I am an author, blogger, website designer, as well as a publishing consultant and the host of Blah Diaries, Broke, Lonely, Angry, and Horny, Turning Your Mess into a Beauty Piece. So today I wanted to kind of talk about turning your disappointments into determination. A lot of times I talk about it, but I thought it hit home for me um, and my who is in the hospital and, you know, dealt with some traumatic um, things of dealing with meningitis from a sinus infection, um, having to be in the hospital for longer than he's ever imagined in his life. And, you know, we had a conversation and he said, I have every right to be angry at life. Um, he said that came by who's very religious asked him a question and the question that they asked him was uh the question that he asked him was why should i not be mad at god and the person couldn't answer the question so as my brother went down the timeline of his life and of my life he said Tell me now, do we have permission to be pissed off at God? And I thought, did you get an answer? And he said, no. And recently I had wrote a blog about losing faith. And I waited and I asked pastors, literally I had it all over my social media and not one pastor has answered me yet. They've read it, but they have yet to have an answer. And so for me, that bothered me. And it bothered my brother because maybe at this time and at this moment, and most the majority of my friends are devout. They are devout Christians. They go to church. They got TV shows, everything under the sun. You name it. I'm surrounded around Christianity. And no one could answer my question, and that bothered me. And it bothered I know it bothered my brother. As a matter of fact, it didn't only bother him, it irritated him. Um, for me, I take my disappointments and I turn them into determination. Um, for my brother, his disappointments in life are almost outweighing his wins. And how do, how do we explain that to people, but to keep pushing and stay optimistic? And what if that person is optimistic? Because I probably am the most optimistic person I know. I mean, no matter what comes against me, I see the sunny side up, right? I see the sunny side up. Even though I love my eggs over easy, I see the sunny side up of life. Um, but my faith was dwindling. Um, it was something that was said from my own mother that it devastated me and I immediately ran to this I, I re immediately had a choice at the middle of the road I had a choice to either let it devastate me and stop my grind or let the, or go into determination mode and I and I and I tell you that I went into such determination to succeed I made a conscious decision to succeed in life. For my brother, there's an anger 
and I and I want to say this to anyone that if you don't deal with your past, you'll never understand your presence. You'll never understand your existence. You'll never understand anything because a lot of people don't deal with their past. A lot of people say leave your past in your past, but I think that that's a, that's a false that's false hope. Because if you don't understand your makeup, if you don't understand what's going on in your past or what has happened in your past, and I'm not saying to stay in your past, I'm saying to get clarity. Because the more that I get clarity, the more I understand my makeup. The more that I look into my past and look at the things that, that have shaped and formed me, it makes me understand why I'm so determined. I really look back at the disappointments in life, not as a reminder, but as an explanation. And that's a big difference. A lot of people look at their past as a reminder. Uh, but I, for me, I look at my past as an explanation of who I am. Why we feel the way we feel. Why we um, deal with things the way that we deal with. Why do we put emotional walls up when it comes to certain things? Because I, if I don't understand my past, then I won't understand my presence. I won't understand the present time of why I do what I do and why I act. Certain things is because of reflections of our past. Of our past. I know... Um, I was looking back at something and and the girl was like his my brother's friend was like you know I don't understand him I don't understand why he's acting the way he's acting and I said to her you got to understand where we come from Kareem came around where it was a house full of women and he had to be the man of the house and he in his mindset he saw a lot of losers he saw a lot of men that were jacked up in his life, that had women taking care of him, that wasn't treated well. And he made a decision that I'm not going to be that type of man. I'm going to be that man that stands on. I took care of myself. I took care of my things. I, I, I took care of my woman. But ain't nobody going to ever say that I depended on him. And for us and for me, we know very well what it's like to be a guest of her. And, and I say that a lot and people don't want to deal with it. But I know what it's like to feel like a guest in a family. Right? Our mother drop us off. We'll call you. I'll call y'all. See y'all in three to four weeks. And we're a guest. That's not our blood. That's not our family. So now there's some people who are feeling some type of way. Because our mother just dropped us off. We know all too well about being a guest. That's why we're so isolated. Like, I had to understand that. Like, I was like, mm -mm, not going to make me feel like a guest. Right? Because that's a, a horrible feeling when somebody like, this ain't your home. You a guest. Think about foster care. And, and when I wrote my book, I'm still here. The one thing that I, I could relate to when I was talking to people and they was like, you know, you feel like a guest and you never know if that place is secure, if that house is secure or if it's yours because somebody can imme immediately say, we no longer want you. You got to go. I can't tell you how many times my mother just got up and left because she didn't like the situation or, or people got tired of her. Um, 
not doing her part. So my brother became guarded the way I did. So there's some anger on that part of feeling like a guest. Feeling like at any second or any moment, your home could be taken away from you. That, that's a horrible feeling. That's a horrible feeling. Feeling neglect, feeling abandoned, feeling betrayed. And I get it. People say, leave the past in the past. But I don't think, I think that if you don't confront it and understand why you are made up the way you're made up, the past will keep, um, it will keep revealing itself. That's just my thinking. Because a lot of people have this habit of, I'm going to just leave the past in the past. And they don't want to look and know what their ancestors or their generational makeup is. They don't want to know if there was a generational curse on their family. They don't want to know because, well, then that's going to stop my growth. No, for me, it's determination. For me, and it's, it's understanding of who I am and why I was made up the way I was. And not to say that I will stay that person. And that's not to dwell on the past. That, for me, is clear clarity. And if you don't have some clarity in your life about how to become how to deal with your devastations and disappointments and understand where your disappointments come from. You're going to be in devastationville. You're going to be devastated. So when you have time to really think and, and, and really lay down in that bed and, and rest, a lot of people move and shake and do what they do so they won't have to deal with their past. They won't have to let it come to, to the surface. And for me, I want to rest eventually. So I need to deal with it. And so I started thinking about conversations and really looking at things differently. And I, and I, and I know that life is just is shattered. Some of us have lost our faith in a lot of things and in people in the system. For me, I've lost faith definitely in politicians. I don't believe in none of them. You know what I'm saying? I've seen so much corruption, it's just ridiculous. So I don't have faith in that. I don't, and, and so people don't understand why there's a war raging. It's because people have lost faith. People have damaged their faith by betrayal and by, by all the things that we are going through and we're seeing. And it's so clear, social media and cameras <laughs> and video cameras have showed, become the revelation of truth. That this person is in all sugar and honey. You know what I'm saying? That they got some shit going on. And so when you say to people, dang, I can't, I can't deal with them because they really are, are who they are. So now you got to deal with that. And now that's that part of religion. So many roadblocks. And when one pastor who has a master's in this, they went to theology school can't answer the question that hurts people. That hurts people. When your Christian friends and your pastors can't answer those questions, it, it devastates you. I know for me that was a devastating moment because ain't nobody answered my question yet. And I got it on a blog. Okay? And 125 people read it. And then not one of those 125 people have given me an answer yet. And so... If you can't answer that question, then now I know that my faith is tainted because I didn't, I asked. I'm like, listen, I'm fighting for my faith. And 
I'm fighting for my faith because I need it, right? We all, I believe in God, but I don't believe in the religions that's going on. I don't believe in some of these pastors and, and that and because they are so tainted. And nobody's perfect. Let's clear the air. Nobody's perfect. People have faults and failures. But a lot of times, we can't understand for somebody who is struggling with their faith, and they come to you as a cry of help and say, listen, I'm at my last string. I need your help. Give me a, <laughs> give me something and you're not giving out. I get it. I get it. Pastors are overworked and, and everybody's calling their name. But that's the assignment that you signed on to. And you're losing more of your people. That's what happens and why people go to other religions. And I, and I kid you not. And, I, and I'm not the only one. I mean, I had a discussion in a group. Um, and the girl was like, that's why I became Muslim. I literally asked 100 pastors to answer a question and nobody could answer it. And she said, oh, they ignored me and my Christian friends didn't answer. And they ignored the fact that I was battling with my faith. You will lose a Christian soul because you, you refuse to answer the question because you may have the same question. And I thought about something that Damon Dash said, and, and it's, it's truly powerful. Damon Dash said, you know, that a lot of times he gets into arguments because he makes people think. And maybe that the questions that we're asking or people have asked about religion in particular and faith makes people think. Maybe it's that moment, that aha moment that says, well, you know what? I've had the same questions and nobody has been able to physically. And people say, go to your Bible. I don't understand the Bible. So that's why I'm asking you. You're the Bible expert. I don't understand the Bible. So, and not because I can't read. I read very well. But the Bible confuses me because in there is contra there's contradictions from people. So if the Bible says to live one way and you do it another way, then you've made a choice. That's just my thinking. So in the process of that, in the process of battling with your faith, in the process of battling life upsets and the ups and downs of it, you have to make some choices. Am I going to live in devastation or am I going to turn it into determination? For me, I made a choice to turn it into determination. The devastation is, would kill me. The devastation I see on, you know, I hear my brother's voice and I see on his face breaks my heart because somebody is not hearing. He hadn't had an opportunity to deal with the past. See, if you don't understand your past, it will it will affect your, your presence. It will affect your future. It will affect your present. Because it all evolved, and I've seen that on so many occasions with my Aunt Cookie. She would tell the same stories, which were powerful. But it was her way of dealing with the past. She just decided to dwell on it because it was the happiest times of her life. It was the happiest times of her life. And sometimes... And when you're in a situation where your past is not very happy, you didn't have the things you want, it qu you question that. For me, it's a question. I hated the way I grew up. I love my Aunt Cookie for taking us in. I love my Uncle Khaled 
for mentoring me and guiding me. But if I had to be real with myself, I hated the way I grew up. I hated that I I had I saw my mother, you know, as my brother and I used to joke, you know, we see her every three to four weeks. It bothered me. And people say, well, you know, that's how the person is. But it doesn't mean we just we keep we get into this attitude and this mode to shut that feeling off. You can't easily shut that off when you've been connected to that person since, the, since you were in their womb. And, and, and so let's be real. When we're dealing with mother issues, that person, okay, with the father, he just dropped some sperm, right? But those are the two people that you are connected to, right? They're, you're coming from their womb. You're coming from the womb and you're coming from his DNA and her DNA. And check it out. You are connected to that person whether you like it or not. No matter how many times that person has hurt you. No matter how much that person has discouraged you. And left you are a part of them. You're going to eternally. Even if you physically and verbally say I don't miss or love that person. You're lying. Because the DNA makeup and the womb connection will make you desire, miss, and love them. And too many people don't want to deal with that. They don't want to deal with that. And they don't want to accept that because then it would make them think. But the reality is, is that we have, we have a choice, right? And so if you don't have that forgiveness which is hard to get sometimes. And one of the reasons it's hard to forgive is especially if you allow the person to keep repeating your behavior. That disappointment. I've been disappointed. On so I told somebody one day, I get disappointed every day of my life. I mean, seriously, it's ridiculous. Every day. There's at least one event or one situation that disappoints me and I have to turn it into determination because I have no choice. It would kill me. If I if I sat in devastation, it would uh, ladies and gentlemen, it would dev it would destroy me. So what I'm saying to y'all is that confront your past so that you can get get clarity. It's not easy, it's not pretty, it's not fair, it's gonna hurt a little bit, may hurt a lot, but confront it and deal with it. This is why and I mean I wrote a list. I wrote a list and I was real and I was true to myself that I didn't like the way I grew up. I hated it. I loved my Aunt Cookie. I loved the struggle that she went through. I loved the fact that she was always there. I love my Uncle Khaled for coming into my life and accepting me as his niece and being the hero. And I accept that Cookie for being a hero. But if I had to rewrite my story. If somebody gave me a pencil and said, you can erase and remake your story, I would I would live differently. I would have the things that I wanted in my past. And we have to be real about that. A lot of people just don't want to admit it and say, oh, I, you know, we were just struggling in the hood. I don't, I don't like struggle. I didn't like that feeling. There were so many times that we had to accept it. And it, it affects you when you have that moment to be still. So confront it. Be real with yourself. Say, this is what I don't like. If you're having struggles with your faith, and confront it and deal with it. 
I'm not telling you that pastors and ministers, because you know they'll click, they run together. They ain't going to like it. But if you say that to them, you none of you have answered my question. Y'all read the blog. I know they read my blog for my brother was one particular person who's a minister who did. He said, well, I need, I'm trying to figure this out and I'm angry at God and life and I need you to answer that. And they couldn't answer the question. So see what I'm saying? What I'm saying? Too many people are going around this earth with unanswered answers. Questions, I'm sorry. Unanswered questions. And you can look at all the TD Jakes and all of the, the, the TV evangelists. They don't know you personally. And if you're not answering those questions, then you as a Christian and you as a pastor are not doing your job. No disrespect, but it's the truth. You're losing souls because you're not answering their questions. I don't care if they're crackheads. I don't care if they are the biggest sinners on earth. If they're coming to you for a cry to help, it's your responsibility and your job because you, you and God made a pact to become become his servant and if you haven't answered it then it tells us something it tells that person and pushes people to buddhism and and all of the, the other religions that you say are wrong but if that person if i went and said you know my faith is lost and somebody said listen i'm come on my child i'm going to answer your question and you have a muslim that says come on my child i'm going to and there and there's no right or wrong religion to me there's no right or wrong religion to me, right? If you choose a religion that connects to you, then that is right. There's no right or wrong in religion um, when it connects to you. Whatever, that, whatever religion fills your heart, that is your personal choice. People ain't got to like it, but it's your personal choice. And that is what's happening. People are feeling unfulfilled in Christianity. The people that are seeking and wanting a connection with God and the religion and the faith are feeling disconnected because I'm coming to you saying, listen, my faith is a little tainted right now. It's big time tainted. Whatever kind of tainted it is, I need your help and you're not helping. So, you know, guys, and that's not to knock any pastor or any religion, but it is to say that, listen, if somebody is crying for your help, and that is a call out to pastors, ministers, um, um, people of God, uh, Christianity, if you're leaders in the church, if you're not a leader in the church, and you have somebody that says, listen, I'm crying out to you, and you're not answering, then actually, have you really served God? Because... You may, because the truth of the matter is, is that either you don't have the answer or you didn't listen. So, guys, this is just something that was heavy on my heart. And um, I probably will get some backlash for it, but I'm good for it because it's the truth. If you're not answering that call, you have not listened. It is what it is. And so, you know, as always, I try to end this off on a positive note. That number one, guys, look into your past. Not to dwell on it, not to stay stuck there, but to get an explanation and get clarity. I need explanations. And sometimes the only way that you can have an explanation of your makeup is to understand it and confront it. Number two, if you're dealing with issues on your faith, you know, um, not every pastor is going to have an answer, but that person that connects to you, 
There is no right or wrong religion. I just believe that it's right for you. That's just how I see it. Number three, um, the simplest thing that people can say is love yourself. But the only way that you'll know how to love yourself, and that's just my belief, is that you have an understanding of yourself. That you write down the things that you want to change, the things that you want to improve. But again, it goes back to our past. We have to get clarity in order to love ourselves. Um, and I think that's important. Number four, and this is you know important, don't let devastation be, let your disappointments turn into devastation. Sometimes you got to turn it into your determination and that determination may mean to be a better person. It may be to fight for your life. It may be to love better, to live better, um, whatever it is, to have more money. There's no right or wrong answer. And when you're trying to not go into devastation, because once you go into devastation, Bill, you're never going to, it's hard to come back from there. It's hard. You don't want to get out of bed. You don't want to, you don't care what happens. Think about the fact that, you know, there was a man that died. Um, we had a really bad ice uh, storm and he froze to death. I really think that that was a choice. He had given up so bad on life. And I know a lot of it is mental health and, and going to counseling. But once you lose, once you become devastated, there's sometimes no coming back. So make a choice to turn that into your turn that in to your determination to have whatever it is that your heart desires and number five stop neglecting your pain and stop allowing people to tell you to neglect your pain it is a big thing that well you shouldn't feel that way how number one how in the hell are you going to tell me how to feel i'm hurting i have a right to say i'm hurting People say, get up and dust yourself off. You get up and dust yourself off, it doesn't mean you're not hurting. You're just faking the funk, right? Acknowledge the pain. Deal with the pain. And yes, you have to go on because life requires you to go on. But I will say this. Don't, don't, don't sit back and quit on you and quit on your feelings. If you feel that way, deal with it. I had to deal with my pain. I have to deal with it and say, listen, it's not cool. I don't like it. I'm not perfect. All those good things. But in order for me to become a better person, I had to confront it. And lastly, guys, I want you to be kind to one another today. I want you to support a local author in your community, in your town, in your city. Um, also, guys, support a small business owner today. It's so important that we keep... You know, one cell means a lot to a person. So I don't care if you go in there and buy a dollar candy or a hundred dollar, a hundred dollar um, gift. You know, your support is valuable. Your support is valuable, and small businesses open up the door for for opportunity. So, guys, I want to I thank you so much for listening to me today. I want to thank you so much for staying connected. My name is Tamara Brown. You can follow me on Twitter at Tam Loves to Write. Guys, weigh in on this. Um, use Blah Diary, hashtag Blah Diaries, and that's B-L-A-H, Diaries. Um, and just weigh in on those issues. What do you think about that? How do you feel? Um, do you think that you can turn your disappointment into devastation? Do you think that... 
pastors refuse to answer the call or they don't have the answers to it. And bringing up religion is because people are losing faith. So what, why do you think people are losing faith? Because that's my issue. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you straight up. I'm, 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 I'm real tested right now. A um, lot of things, a lot of things. So we can answer those questions. So again, use hashtag blah diaries. Next up, guys. So the next thing I'm going to be talking about next is is how do we deal with health um, issues and how do we deal with um, health issues and our family health issues without losing our minds? Because for me, um, that's something that I deal with every day. Um, I'm the leader of the pack. And sometimes being the leader of the pack is not always fair or easy. So we're going to be talking about that on my next episode on how we as caregivers deal with being the leader of the pack and when the person decides they don't want to no longer have that care that is necessary for them. So guys, I want to again thank you so much for listening. My name is Tamara Brown. I am an author, blogger, website designer. Visit me at www.tamlovestoright.com and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Hey, 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 world, it's me, Tamara Brown. Who am I? I am an author, blogger, website designer, as well as a publishing consultant and the host of Blah Diaries, Broke, Lonely, Angry, and Horny, Turning Your Mess into a Beautiful Masterpiece. So, guys, I hope that you are going to have a happy scene, that you had a beautiful Saturday. And so each Sunday, I try to motivate inspire and encourage and so i wanted to talk about when we are in the lost and found and answering the hard questions dealing with the things that sometimes we blame others for and pulling ourselves out of the lost and found and so when i start talking about the lost and found i talk about personal stuff right so maybe your career is on point maybe your family's on point but you feel a little lost You know, um, I've been blessed to be around women who have zero dollars and have millions of dollars. And so when I was working at Mitchell Hutchins Asset Management, I met an amazing woman who was a go-getter. I mean, her work ethic was crazy. She'd get up in the morning and work. She'd go to bed working. She, I don't, I think she hardly slept for two, three hours. And I remember us sitting at the table And she said, I said, you have the best life. And she said to me, I don't have the best life. I earned the best life. But I'm missing out on so much. I am just working and working and working, but I'm not living. And I thought, I thought about that uh, recently. And a couple of days ago, I was doing a checklist and I was realizing that I had missed a lot of my my checkpoints. So even though on the career side, you know, things are are starting to come up on my personal life, I felt empty. So I went and I looked in the mirror and I noticed that I felt invisible. And sometimes I said that, you know, for my birthday and I think a couple of other blogs that sometimes we become so selfless to others that we become selfish to us a lot of times we don't even realize that we're putting energy into other people 
and we are lacking. And that's because we don't know. I could easily say that being a parent, uh, life, life mishaps, everything under the sun um, took away the reason to find joy in our life. And, it, and I'm not going to even say happiness, but joy. A lot of us neglect our joy because it may get in the way of someone else. That's our fault. Um, and I know people say, you know, well, I, you know, I got to be there. And you do. But sometimes we take on our family burdens. We take on mama's job, daddy's job, grandma's job, cousin's job. We, we, we the head honchos of our family. We are the fixer. We are the fixer uppers. You call and we put on our capes and we put on our makeup and we fluff our hair. And we put on our lipstick and we're just fixing it. Right? But we are shattering every moment that we are selfish to ourselves. And, you know, I, I so I want to share and be open. I went to go get my hair done. Because I'm the girl that, you know, usually I don't have time. I wanted to just go and get my hair done. wanted to be pampered. And then I thought about everything that was needed in my house. I thought about this need to be done, that need, and I neglected me. So I was like, no, I could just put it back in my two braids and a ponytail. Because right now that does not matter. I started looking... Um, I went and looked at the movie Juanita. I love that movie. I want to just think uh, Sheila Williams actually is the book. The movie Juanita is based on the book by Sheila Williams, um, Stepping on the Edge of the Roof. And I read that book and I thought, wow, what a great, what a well-written book. And now it's a movie. Um, how many times have we wanted to take back our lives? We taking care of our grown children right we they they get into they get into a jam da 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 here come mama here come mama she ain't slept she didn't work she didn't went to school she didn't change diapers she you know one part that resonated was the babysitting part where you know your kid said well he going where well, your child says mom i'm going out He's like, she didn't think that I wanted to go out and have fun. She just dropped the baby off. And she said, but I'll be back. He's going to be sleeping an hour. And he don't go to sleep for five. I believe that. But getting on, she got on the bus and just left. So I, the movie that I recommend is Netflix, Juanita. It's just, it's, to me, it was very touching. Um, we We neglect ourselves. And we want to point fingers and say, well, if I didn't have to do this, and that's regret setting in. A lot of times we know that it's majority our fault for not taking 10 minutes out of our time or not taking two hours to get our hair done, right? Because we feel so compelled to be responsible. And, I don't, and listen, everybody should be responsible. It's important. But the worst thing, that you can ever do. And I remember my uncle saying this to me. My uncle Khaled said, I will not die in regret. I have an illness that is taking my life, but I will not die in regret. I am going to do everything 
that I want to do because he said, even in my death, I'll be in hell. He said, and I, and I thought about that and I said, is that what hell is? And I'm not going to get into the religious aspect of it, but is that what hell is? Is that you relive that you, you relive over and over again the things that you didn't get a chance to do. You live in regret because you told yourself no. See, time waits for nobody. No matter who you are, no, how, no matter how cute you are, it doesn't wait for anybody. But too many of us say no to ourselves. And no has power. Just the way people say yes has power. No has power or fear and doubt. And we say no to ourselves. A lot of moms, like for me, I care for my son. And I still do. And there's so many times I've said no to myself. So many things that I missed out on. And I just realized how important it is to check, to take care of me. That I don't want to die in regret. Unfortunately, my aunt Cookie died in regret of not doing the things that she wanted to do. And I thought how hurtful that is. I, and I missed out on a big chunk of my life telling myself no. Sometimes I had no choice. You know, when people just, and it's not easy, let me clear the air, that it's not easy for moms to jump into gear, caregivers. To jump in the gear and be like, yo, I'm going to just go and do this. I'm going to handle this. I'm going to handle this. Listen, just take your life back. It's not that easy. That's a that's a hard decision. First of all, it takes training. Right? You just don't jump in and be like, well, you know, Juanita, as much as I love that book, I'm telling you, I was 10 seconds. I had my back. I was like, oh, she did it. And she survived. I'm packing up my bags. I had my bags packed open. I had, I had Greyhound and Amtrak open. You know, I got to find my options. I was like, I could take the train or I could take the bus. And I had options. And I'm like, wait a minute, you got a 15 and 17 year old you're still responsible for. You can't leave. But there's so many mothers. <laughs> so many mothers who wanted to do that. I, I promise you. The Greyhound going to be getting a lot of business because of Juanita, right? Because she wants to, she took back her life. At the end, she has such a glow. And I write, did you get a makeover? And the makeover was she was finally free. She finally did the things that she wanted to do. It may not be the same as your friends. And another thing is, I love my friends and I love, I love them dearly. But I think that they forget, you know, when I go out with them, I'm usually doing what they want to do. Tamara, what you want to do? What you want to do today? Usually because they got to ride. So you got to follow by other people things when you lack what you don't have. And sometimes, not no fault of theirs, you lose yourself in that. Because you don't know what you want. So you become follow my friends, and that's no disrespect to them, because a lot of your friends are just pulling you out of your funk. Listen, she's in her funk. I'm taking my friend out to eat. I'm chill with my friend. I'm going, hey, you want to go with me to this, you know this, you want to do this? But sometimes we neglect, not your friends, but we neglect to say, listen, what am I going to do today for me? 
And the truth of the matter is when you lose, when you lose your groove and you lose your passion in life, when you forget you're so used to doing what everybody wants, you're sitting in there. I know one day I was like, somebody was like, my son. So, well, mom, what do you want to do? And I couldn't answer that question because you lost it. So that's why, you know, the title of my blog is The Lost and Found, Missing Myself. Because we miss ourselves. We, we, we used to taking care of everybody, doing what everybody wants to do, going to their parties, doing this, and then somebody say, well, what the, if, if, if you had the freedom, what would you do? And you sitting there like, oh, my God, I have not a damn clue. <laughs> I just, I don't have a clue what I would do. I don't know. So, you know, my advice today is to do a list. Check it twice. But really sit down and get quiet with yourself because I'm doing that. And write a list of things that you really want to do. I mean, get real with yourself. I don't care if you want to strip on a pole. I don't care if you want to dance butt naked in the rain. Whatever it is you want to do, be real with yourself. And here's the kicker. Don't try to please nobody else but yourself. That's going to blow some minds. That's going to blow some minds. You don't want to please nobody else but you. Write a list. Next, get you an accountability partner. And I'm talking about a real die-hard accountability partner who says, Yo, yo, my G, it's time to turn off the computer. Yo, my G, no, you're not going over there. Nope. Nope. Uh-uh. You know, you're not babysitting all those 52 great kids you got. Mm-mm. Tell them no. When they come to the door, say me. <laughs> say hell no. Nada. Niche. Not going to happen today. Take your babies and go. I'm going to need y'all to say that. I'm going to need you to say, no, I'm not babysitting your babies. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you're going to miss Beyonce and Yonce and Rihanna and Cardi B and Bruno Mars and all of them other people. But mama is going to do something for herself. And have your friend call up and put a, a, if they got to shock you or something, they got to come and stun you with the stun gun. Hell no, you can't do that today. Because sometimes we need we need somebody to check us. We need somebody, uh-uh, did you say you was going out tonight, you dress? That annoying friend that just caught you dress? They just pop up, you dress? Girl, you dress? Let's go. Uh-uh. I don't care if you sit your ass at a restaurant eating four pork chops and, a, and some Nash taters. You are getting out of here. We need that. That accountability partner that says, who's not afraid to tell you to get your ass out of the house. That's number two. Number three, and this is honestly my favorite. Um, turn off no to yourself. Right? So you see a guy... You know, and, I, and I'm not telling y'all to, okay, so let me clear the air. I'm not telling nobody to do what I'm saying. I'm giving an example. You meet a guy, he fine, y'all, y'all been kicking, kicking it, kicking the willy bobo. You know, a client of mine wrote that in his book and I couldn't wait to use it. I told him, I'm going to tell him to, but he's like clicking the, <laughs> kicking the willy bobo. He looking good. You looking good. You decide. That you want to have, school. you want to do scholarships. You want to, you want to do the Willy Bobo this with him. Best neighborhood. Then do time. that. I'm That's sorry, guys. I was looking at my favorite show. 
And I can't even turn it down because it's uh, stuck. They say a white guy is more acceptable. You know, so I, I just want you guys to really live your best life. So y'all got a little bit of Mary Jane. Thank me. But anyway, <laughs> all jokes aside, guys, we, we have to start getting our groove back. We are, especially for the ladies that's in their 30s and their 40s and their 50s and their 60s who have been caregivers and taking care of every damn body. Just, they call you, you running. Girl, get on. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. I need you to do this. And just, we just so happy. Go lucky. Okay. I'm going to do it. And then you be like, you, you ask yourself, and this is the question I had to, how many people you said yes to today? And how many times have you told yourself no? Tamara, go get your hair. Tamara, go and get your hair done. No, can't do that because somebody need Tamara. Go get your go get go get your nails and your feet done, girl. Your toes look horrible. Go get your toes done, ma. Can I borrow that twenty five dollars? I give it back to you. I don't know, but I'm gonna give it back to you. <laughs> yes, baby. Now you looking at your toes? No, I'll just do my own at home pedicure. Um, yeah. How many of us have done that? We keep telling ourselves no. Sounds terrible, but a lot of us, is, we love no. No, we're not going to do it. And I'm going to remind y'all again that life is so short. You know, it's so short, you know. So we got to stop telling ourselves no. I know that's what I'm working on. And lastly, stop waiting on folks. I say this all the time, but this is it's, it really goes into why. We've lost that. We're in the lost and found bin. And we don't even know where that bin is. But we're the lost and found because we're waiting for somebody to spark and give us our happiness. We waited on a dude to come out of prison. And he his life is just, and he come out and then he leave you. Y'all seen life after lockup? He leave you. That thing scared me terrible. I was like, nobody ain't waiting no more. Can't, you can't wait. You're missing out on love. And you can't hide. Stop hiding yourself. I don't care. You know, sometimes we're so afraid to go out. And I know that's that's a problem for me. I'm socially unacceptable. I know that, right? I'm me. I'm me. I'm going to be me all day long. And sometimes I could come out. And you know, dealing with depression is hard. Because the anxiety already is there. The anxiety of not being socially accepted. And you know you're unacceptable. See, like, here's my thing. The only way you're going to get your shit together is owning your shit. Okay, nobody tell nobody to nobody about Tamara but Tamara. Like, I know me because I live with me every day. Nobody can tell you about you. When you start to own your shit, you have a deep desire to change it. And I think that's why I've been in such a, in a training season of change. Like, literally, life has been like, nope, you need to change that. You got to fix that. Nope, you need your hair done. You need to do this. There's so many things that are hitting me. And it's my wake up. It's my aha moments. Ladies, sometimes we got to stop saying, well, it's because... 
Everybody, everybody don't matter anymore. You do. And the moment that we take responsibility for our lives, the moment that we change what we do not accept, and we have the power to change it, you might not be able to get your hair done every every month, right? You might not be able to be like your girls who go and get the hair and do, do $200, $300, but you know we got those kitchen, <laughs> those kitchen beauticians. You might have to go over to little lady house and get your hair done. But honey, stop telling yourself, and, and I'm telling me this, Tamara and her friends in them, stop telling yourselves now. Sometimes we get mad at our selfish friends because they think of themselves first. I, somebody said that to me the other day. They was like, Tamara, sometimes maybe you pissed at your selfish friends because you wish you could be them. Not the lifestyle that they live, but the fact that they have no problem saying, hell no, I choose me first. My mother, I won't, I'm trying to say this without, you know, because I know they be listening. But my mother always chose herself first. And we got to go again, go back to that background. My mother was, I'm trying not to say the word selfish, but okay, she was kind of selfish. Whatever my mother wanted to do, she did. It didn't matter what we wanted or needed. And I know that that's a lot of why I am the way I am. Why I put myself last because I never wanted to be where my kids was like, my mom was selfish. My children can't say that. If I chose me first, I promise you I wouldn't be here right now. I'd be on the bus. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, literally, I'd be getting on the bus. I'd be Juanita. If I was more selfish to other people, and if I was selfish to other people, and I was selfless to myself, the things I want, the things I desire would be way up beyond where I am today. Sometimes we get mad at our selfish friends. Because they don't have a fear of saying no. They have no problem with choosing themselves. And that's not that's not a bad thing. Sometimes we want to we we get tired of living vicariously through our friends and our family. And we want our own life. But the truth of the matter is, is that we don't know what we really want. We don't have a clue because we've lost identity. For our joys and our happiness and our peace. Our life is about our career, our children. Um, if you got a husband, your husband. If you got a wife, your wife. Whomever it is, we, we put it into other people. And we're so selfish, we're so selfish to ourselves that we torture ourselves. We're sad inside and it shows. <laughs> we don't want to deal with people. And then we want to point the fingers at others. And the truth of the matter is we got to point it to ourselves. Because some things are our fault. Some things we can change. Some things we can say no to. No, I don't want to babysit your kids today. No, I don't want you. No, I don't want to see your friends. No, yes, I want to walk around my house butt naked. I just want to do it. That's what I, if that's what you want to do, do it. But stop telling yourself no. Tamara, I'm speaking to myself. Stop telling yourself no. That's what you want to do. Do it. 
You want to move to California? That's my goal. Like, I, I hate being cold. It's ridiculous. I want to be in California. I want to build my writing career, right? But I want to go and be in the sun and have some fun and just do what the hell I want to do. That's really what it is. I just want to do what I want to do without fears and worries and complicate. I just want to do it. I just want to do it. But there's layers to that. There's so much more that I want to do. I want to be married to a guy I really like. <laughs> I said that out loud. <laughs> it's the truth. I just want to have sex. Right? I'm, I've been celibate. I just want to have sex. Right? That's the truth. I want to go out and hang out and do what I want to do. I want to call my girls up and say, do y'all want to do what I want to do? Now, I don't have friends that want to do what I want to do. Seriously. They ain't ready for what I want to do. I want to dance at a club. I want to have real deep conversations without getting pissed off and wanting to punch folks in the face. I do. I want to travel. I want vacations. I want to sit in my house alone and do exactly what I want to do. And 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 so I'm sharing because we t- I told myself no on so many occasions. And I just don't want another woman in her 30s and her 40s and her 50s, even in her 20s, thinking that you got to be captain save everybody. Because I'm a, I promise you you could that's a great thing. You can save everybody but lose your soul in the process. People be loving on you hard and you miserable. You can lose yourself. I don't care what people think. And people, well, you got to give to, yes, you do. You give to everybody. But if you are lacking, eventually resentment will sit in. There was a part in Juanita that, that hit me. I had to get away because I would wind up hating the people that I love. And it happens. Y'all better look at your hoods. A lot of mothers. A lot of dads. A lot of cousins and sisters. Wind up hating the people that they love the most because they are so lost in their lives. Their joy is stripped away. They haven't had a vacation. They haven't lived their best life. Their job is work, take care of the kids, and go home. And I promise you, and pay bills. That's not all that we're designed to be. That's not all we're designed to be. They volunteer in the community. They do this, they do that, but they're not at joy. They really want to go and, and just, just lay up and... Lay in the sun and just have a week of quiet and doing what the hell they want to do. Whether it's dancing, on, dancing or experiencing new things, they want to do it. I believe that the one thing that leads to depression besides, you know, clinical and all of that other stuff is, the, is, is lack of. Lost of your soul. Lost of your joy and your happiness. 
So if you are in the lost, if you're all of those things that I've spoken about are not in your bin and you can't find the bin. Listen, you so lost if you so lost that you can't even find the bin. If you can't find the lost and found bin, like I can't one day I was like, dang, I can't even find where my smell at. What what I don't even know what I want to do. If you in that, then you need to go and run and save yourself. And nobody else can do it but you. So, guys, thank you so much for listening to me today. I hope that I am able this morning to help you. I hope that my power hour encourages you, pushes you forward, and gives you a sense of, you know, hope. You know, guys, follow me on Instagram at Tam Loves to Write 39. Follow me on Twitter at Tam Loves to Write, as well as Facebook, Tam Loves to Write. You can also reach out to me on my website, www.tamlovestowrite.com. I have blogs, I have books. Um, I do graphic design and web design. But on your quest to find your happiness and your joy, don't say no to you. I don't care if you just start with little things find one thing this week to say yes to for you so guys thank you again i just want you to number one be kind to one another two support a local author three support a local business support 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 four give love to you we can be kind to one another we can support a local business and local authors, but the number one thing, and I think that is valuable, is love on you. Be kind to you. Find your joy. The biggest, I believe, that the biggest regret we can have is not satisfying our wants, our needs, and our desires. Okay, guys, I'm signing off. Have a wonderful, wonderful Sunday, and bye-bye.